sports have a way of bringing perfect strangers into one place for one common bond. Often in those celebrations, those strangers become friends. And in the very special and rarest of moments, those friends become family. The latter is true in the case of Sergeant First Class James Owens, lifelong Carolina Panthers fan, father, husband, and son, who lost his battle with lymphoma cancer this past Friday. On behalf of Carolina Sports Talk, a lot of family that you left, James. We're going to miss you. Thank you for being a man among men by showing us what it truly means to keep pounding. You will be missed. Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. As always, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Make sure you hit us up on the on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. You can also find us on the Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Mike Dude. DJ Highstar in the building. Make some noise. That's like my little new sound effect. What's going on, people? <laughs> cool and family. Cool and family, man. Dog, it's good to have you back in the house, man. You excited about all these awesome sports been going on, man? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, with the weather changing also as well, uh, mm-hmm. excited about mm-hmm. that. Happy belated Juneteenth to you, bro. Likewise. Man, Likewise. you did your thing on the virtual celebration for the city of Rock Hill, bro. If y'all missed it, man, your man DJ Highstar is also a comedian. He lit it up on a virtual celebration on the Juneteenth. Um, it was hosted by the city of Rock Hills Juneteenth committee. Uh, yours truly had the privilege of being the host. But now nah, my guy was out there killing it, man. You you kind of funny when you want to be, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Trying to be uh, more than more than funny looking. <laughs> I am funny. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, you get the funny part off more often. But let's go ahead and jump straight into the show. It's time for Big Deal or No Thing. That's nah, a big that ain't deal. no thing. All at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? We give some headlines and tell you whether it's a big deal or it is not a thing. So first up, we are going to start in Panthers minicamp. The observations say that Sam Darnold did not have a great day, and that's okay. Is it a big deal or no thing? Uh, No thing at all. Nah, that ain't no thing. Okay, why you say Because we ain't talking about nothing. But um, (laughs) no, honestly, you're talking about minicamp. This is one one practice or one day out of mini camp or whatnot. It's a long football season, um, and is yeah, it's put plenty more chemistry to be developed and um, and things like that as far as him building with the skills players in the line. So nah, it's not a big deal at all. Okay, I agree. Or it no is not a thing. Right nah, that ain't no thing. Yeah, so I, I'm inclined to think back to the 2015 season when during mini camp and even into training camp, 
Cam Newton was consistently being picked off in practices from being picked off and the defense just roasting them live, going back and forth, back and forth to him and uh, Josh actually getting Josh Norman actually getting into a fisticuff fight. Um, I was kind of worried at that point saying, oh, man, Cam got Cam looking not like trash out here in, in, in mini camps. But then he turned around and won the MVP of the league that same season, which then led us to understand that it was just that our defense was that much head and shoulders above where the offense was. And the offense, again, produced an MVP quarterback. So if anything, it's a big deal in the, in the fact that our defense is that much he- ahead of the curve with those corners that we've got, with the safeties, with the, the defensive ends that we've signed through free agency. To see them being able to get the best of him that much has really, really been a, a good sign for them more so and i'm hoping knocking on wood i'm getting some some lucky rabbit's feet i'm crossing my fingers that it's a reflection of them more than it is him but for now like you said because it is mini camp that that's not gonna be a big deal so hopefully that uh ceases and desists before (laughs) absolutely i mean to your point um as well i've always had um more faith in the oc and the quarterbacks coach over there in um in Carolina, um, okay. as far as versus who's actually under center and, and throwing the ball. I've had to develop that as a Panthers fan. Mandatorily. Because of the <laughs> uncertainty, again, behind the behind the center. But, yeah, I, I I give a lot of the credit to the quarterback's coaches as far as for having those guys prepared for when the season starts. So, yeah, it's no thing. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's growing pains. Like you said, it's part of the process. As we move forward, uh, Don Staley on the Blazers' interest – Quote, yeah, I've talked to them. Big thing, big deal or no thing? Big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, um, with Coach Staley, she's actually etched her name in women's um, college basketball history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not to mention, of course, her, her pedigree and her resume when it comes to USA basketball or WNBA basketball or whatnot. But, um, you know, Don Staley, she's... She's really turned around or uh, brought the um, the Gamecocks to prominence whenever it comes to women's college basketball. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, listen, with the different ups and downs that we see in the NBA every year, mm-hmm. I don't think that her mind is any less than any of the guys' minds that's out there coaching men. Okay. I agree, but for a different reason. I honestly think, um, similar to so many other coaches before her, she's happy where she is. She realizes what she's got, but couldn't hurt to have a little bit more money. Do not be surprised if in the next week, upcoming weeks or whatever, that the University of South Carolina re-ups her contract, renegotiates and signs her for a bigger deal. Um, I think she would literally, be, literally <laughs> a bigger deal. I, I think that it would be wise of them to do so. It's wise for her to gauge the interest in the NBA. But I don't know that she, uh, how can I put this? I don't know that she would point blank want to. She's got a good gig there in Columbia. Uh, she's got the one of the nation's top programs, both in recruiting and performance. She's already won one ship. Really highly likely to go ahead and do that again this upcoming season, signing the number two class in the country. Um, and, and she's gotten over the UConn hurdle. Uh, so I'm really believing this could be the opportunity for who's, her. Um, who's on the Spurs bench? Is that Becky Harmon? Oh, Becky Hammond. Hammond. Okay. Yeah, Harmon. Becky Hammond. And she actually is one of the finalists. I think I saw also that um the the, the Nets oh, okay. former uh coach was one of the ones. Um D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Yeah, I think he's one of the finalists as well. So 
Um, I think it could be a good look, but I think they may be moving in a different direction. But it's wise of her to at least entertain it to go ahead and secure that bag. So go and do your thing, Don. We're not upset with you. Moving on to the next topic. Brad Stevens says that the Boston Celtics made the Kimber Walker Al Horford trade to help stars Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Big thing. Big deal. No thing. It's no thing. Um, I'll tell you why. First of all, nah, there's old no news thing. as far as the trade. The trade's been happening. But also, when the trade happened, anybody that's not um, a novice, if you will, could see kind of the the uh, benefits of a trade like that and having the ball out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's hand when it crosses the half court line or whatever like that. So it's not it's not really a thing. I don't you know I don't eh, no thing. No thing. <laughs> For me, I, I'm. A, mm, I'm going to have to say it's a big deal, bro. That's and, a big deal. And here's why. I think that uh, it is very reflective of him as a coach to have experienced who Al Horford was as a player and really was upset when they had to get rid of him for financial purposes. But to do that, I feel like that's got some real close to connections to that. I understand that Kemba is a ball-dominant guard who is going to facilitate more often. And you want Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to both have the ball in their hands a bit more. But... For me, you gave up way too much it, just for that sort of nostalgic purposes. For the player swap, if it was a one-on-one, of course, it wouldn't have been a, a question. It would have been a good look for them. But the fact that they gave up the players that they did and three additional picks and everything just to get a player that you had on your roster not two years ago, um, it, it just seems like a big deal. And I hope that for his sake that it works out because this is his ma- first major splash as that GM-type role position that he is with Boston. And so I'm hoping that he can come out of this looking like the brilliant person in the room. So we, we'll definitely keep an eye on that and see what happens from there. Next up in our last topic in Big Deal No Thing, the L.A. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard out for game two and Marcus Morris's status is uncertain. Is that a big deal or no thing? Oh, yeah, it's a big deal, definitely. Um, with uh, the playoffs itself in general this this year or this season, um, the injury's been um, kind of directing which which way we go with everything in, in people's team success and, and their you know and their their lack of success, if you will. But right. <laughs> so yeah, the um, the Kawhi thing is big. Marcus is a big role player for them as well. So yeah, it's a big deal. I agree, one thousand percent. Big deal. That's a big deal. And here's the reason why they were able to almost compete in in their first game with Phoenix. Um, without the Kawhi Leonard out there. I said the Kawhi Leonard. Without Kawhi Leonard out there on the floor. You take away one of their main role-playing leaders, uh, bench, not even bench, I think he might be starting now, but Morris's three points, his defense, his just tenacity out there on the court, that being missing would be a huge, huge hole for them, especially because already with them and even with Kawhi, I still felt like the, the Clippers would lose in five. Now it's looking like they might have, honestly, a good chance of getting swept out of the conference finals. And so this is going to be a huge deal. And that's actually a perfect place to go ahead and transition into the NBA playoffs. As we mentioned, it is conference finals time. We are down to the final four in both the East and the West. So if you want to go ahead and tell us who are in the East, I'll go ahead and take the West and we can go from there. Yeah, right now the matchups are set. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the game seven, 103 to 96. Uh, so they'll be playing the Milwaukee Bucks. 
<laughs> and <laughs> over in the West, we've got a matchup that has already begun with the Phoenix Sun taking game one in the conference finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. Only if I could really no, have that happen. Not. Not against there. the LA Clippers, because there are two teams out there. Who knew, right? But um, this final seems like it's going to be a big deal for a lot of different reasons, man. Um, if you look at the four teams that are remaining, it means somebody is going to get a ring, bro. If it be my guy, uh, Chris Paul, CP3, whether Giannis. it be Kawhi, whether it be Giannis, or your man Trey Young in the sharpshooting Atlanta team, bro, somebody's getting a ring that ain't got one, man. What's up? Definitely exciting times. Definitely exciting times. If somebody were to tell you, uh, before the season started that you would have Seth Curry going further than his brother in the playoffs, mm. <laughs> the L.A. Clippers going further than the Lakers. Bro, you know what else? Right, the Knicks <laughs> making the playoffs. You know What else? If, people, if, yeah, I mean, if there were people to tell you that the Warriors wouldn't make the playoffs at all, the job that would get would off like believe, he did? Yeah, would listen, you believe everything that's happened this year? This has honestly been one of the best playoffs that I've seen in some time. I did, honestly, I'm one of the few, I guess, who enjoyed the bubble play last year. But this far surpasses and, per, and proceeds, supersedes, is above, more than, greater than, all of that good stuff. It's better, bro. <laughs> that was one long word. <laughs> but now I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I've got my kind of favorites who I'm rooting for at this point. But at, at the end of the day, it's been some good ball play, being played. Like you mentioned, injuries have played a tremendous part in these playoffs, both with so many teams, so many high caliber teams missing all-stars on their squads because of right. injury. So um, to still see the high level of ball that we have has been been a pleasure and something that I've really enjoyed. Now, there are some who have been uh, praised a little bit more than others. Luka Doncic seemed to be the darling of it until his team was out. But honestly, I don't feel like they've been putting enough respect on my man Trey Young's name. They talked more about how Phoenix collapsed in their semifinal uh, game seven more so than they did about Trey Young. And, and and I guess in some parts it's because of his performance in Game right. 7. He 23 didn't, attempts and 21 points. I exactly. Think. And he really didn't start even scoring until the fourth quarter. Um, and so it partly could be because of that, or it partly could be because at the end of the day, your boy did stink it up. I mean. You know who is aware of Trey Young, though? Who's that? Quavo of Amigos, <laughs> all right? Ice Trey the gang. A little straightening. That's all the dang... Uh, that's all that the Hawks did was a little bit of straightening. That's, That's it. All. Getting them right. Listen. Man. The thing is that I didn't realize is how uh, important that midseason coaching change was for the Hawks. Mm -hmm. uh, and Nate mm -hmm. bringing in Nate McMillan, his experience and... Just his, his discipline, his, yeah. His, they look his like prestige. a whole different team. Let's call it what it is. Like he's, in that, he's in that echelon right now. When we were younger... When we were younger, I'm aging us or dating us, but when mm -hmm. we were younger, he was one of the younger coaches and stuff like that, right? You had mm -hmm. a lot of the older coaches in there that were um, doing their thing. What was my man's name with the white hair that looked like the talk show host from the Lakers? Oh, uh, Del, what was his name? <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Look yeah, like Donnie Hugh, though. Exactly. Yeah, you know, know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> different coaches like that. Donnie Nelson, you know what I'm saying? Your um, Pat Riley's of the world. We knew who the coaches, coaches was to be exactly. scared of. Then now you had your Van Gundy brothers come up. Mm -hmm. Give they, you know, they they um they they do, if you will, or they put their work in. Then you had former players that retired right when we were 
growing up, like your mm-hmm. um, Doc Rivers of the world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really aging yeah, myself. Can, yeah, you're doing it Monty now. Monty <laughs> Williams. Uh-huh. You know, when you see those guys, even I've, I've seen Nate McMillan play. You know what I mean? Right, right, so, right, right. To see him out here doing his thing is dope. And even, and even to allude to that, they talk about how the league is 80% black, but then we only have seven out of the 30 teams with a black head coach. And then now you turn around and in the conference finals, three out of the four are black coaches. So it's a it's a point to be made. Like mm-hmm. maybe y'all should be hiring some. You might want to start looking at some of these cats who know what they're talking about. I mean, that's ill. That's ill that that is. Yeah, and that's it's a dope perspective. And I mean, it, honestly, it's a little bit different in the NFL, and I get it. But with the NBA, it seems like there's like I, I heard uh, Chuck talking about it on um, their coverage after the game last night or the other night, where he was saying it, it's like the only industry where you can have 15, 20 years of experience, and then when you go to get into leadership, it's like, oh, no, you got to start at the bottom. doesn't right. matter what experience you've got on it. You need to start here in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't make sense, honestly. And so there should be more players who get that opportunity. Now, we Shout know— out Mark Jackson. You, you heard me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you look at certain players, and I'm not—and I'm, I'm not, we're not here at Carolina Sports Talk— the ones who are going to get into the race wars and all this and that. But, I am. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm <laughs> but just let's, playing. let's let's keep it a buck. If Steve Nash was a black player, he would not have gone and gotten that opportunity without any coaching experience at all. You look at somebody like Pat Ewan who had to ride the bench for how many years as a, as a third assistant coach just to get an opportunity, and then he had to go back to his alma mater at Georgetown to get that head coaching experience. Or you look at a Sam Cassell who has was an amazing player in his time and who I know has some X and O knowledge for the game, and yet he's not yet had an opportunity. Teron, um, who was who Teron Lou um, assistant uh, for before he got his head coaching job? I don't even know right off the okay. top. Okay, but... And then uh, again to that point, on the other side of the pole, pause. I, I wanted to say Luke. Yeah, Luke. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and and so there are so many. Again, it's not something that we're just pulling out of thin air here. But you have coaches who who get experience, and then others who just kind of because of the name and because of certain other qualifications that they may not have worked hard to attain. We're not going to say what those were, but I mean, at the end of the day. It is what it is. And so in honor of Juneteenth, hire more black coaches. All right, NBA. Hashtag do that. <laughs> as we move forward, we want to go ahead and give you guys our conference previews. Now, we do know that, as we mentioned, the West has already begun. He doesn't want to do it, but we're going to do it. I got to give him a shout out, though. In previous weeks, you've been kind of almost something like kind of right. But you've been kind Lightly, of wrong. Right. I mean, Getting to the right answer the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> so we will see how it goes. But let's go ahead and preview. Let's start in the East. In the series with the, I'm sorry to say Philadelphia Sixers, with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, who are you going? Who are the keys to the series? And how many games is the series going to go? I'm not, listen, the game thing, that's never been, <laughs> that's always been kind of like, give me no, because gamblers, like old school gamblers always, yeah, I take it at Lakers in three. Lakers in four. Yo, bro, yo, it's, it's the best of seven series. <laughs> Lakers in three. No, they can't win three. But anyways, um, okay, with the East, I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks. Here's mm. why. They beat my team, so it'll be a little bit more satisfying if they just go ahead and do whatever they got to do. Get it on through. Secondly, I've become fans of them since they beat my team, honestly. I like their fight. I 
there's a poise that a coach and a star player need to have in order for teams to thrive in difficult moments, and they have that. Um, and I think Nate McMillan gives Trey Young that confidence, in other words, that confidence for life. Shout out to the bros. But look, um, the confidence, in other words, <laughs> to be able to – to be able to like get through the tough times and stuff like that. So that's why I'm going with them. I'll say six. I'll say six games. Because mm. it's five to five to six. Now let's let's give this disclaimer out. I'm still uh listen, Chris Middleton is family to me. Like family to me, if you're listening, Chris. Baba. I don't want to right. Exactly. You know, that that that's the home team. But that's however comma. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta rock with it. Uh, that's the energy I'm going with is the Hawks energy that they've been bringing to the playoffs. Respectfully, I am going to agree with you. The way that they play it is an entertaining brand of basketball. When Trey Young is hitting his shots, when Bogdanovich is being the cold, stone cold assassin that he is. Um, Gallinari being the leader uh, out there listen, on the floor. They got some, even little uh, Opie, as, uh, as Shaq called him, Opie, the redhead dude that was getting off horse, Ulster Herter. Herter. Yo, they got shooters everywhere, bro. Yeah, they do. And you know, <laughs> they got shooters trying to FaceTime in the middle of the show. They're so raw, bro. But that's when we continue. I'm not even going to take that out. We're leaving that in. Y'all, it's, it's real life. You're on a MacBook. You got Apple products. People FaceTime you. What you want me to do? Meanwhile, picked up. <laughs> and mid show, be like, yo, what's good? <laughs> I am also sticking with the Hawks because, and this is going to allude to my pick in the West. I think if they win and the team that I'm going to predict is going to win, in the West, Come, get accelerate, together. accelerate. Let's go ahead and jump to it. West, I am going to pick in the series between the Phoenix Sun and the Los Angeles Clippers for very clearly and obvious reasons, similar to how you alluded. I am picking the Phoenix Suns because they beat us, and I might as well see them go all the way. And then at the end of the day, is there a team in LA going to win and then not be my Lakers? Mm. Really? I'm not with that. So I'm going to say the Phoenix Sun. I am going to say the keys to this one, honestly, is going to be Devin Booker. I mean, he is playing like a young Kobe out there, and I'm loving his tenacity. I'm even liking what Aiden is doing in the middle, Pauls. Like, they are really playing some good team basketball. Don't listen. Don't <laughs> do that right now. Oh, man. They, now we really do got to bring up that segment that I told you about behind the scenes, bro. Don't hey, do dog, that right now dog. with Aiden. All right, so... Piece together that clip <laughs> audio that you just said and the older clip about Aiden. Listen. He's telling him to his face that he trash and all of that stuff. Listen. Uh, when you my op when you my opposition and my opponent, bro, I got no love for you. Now that you done done your thing, and honestly and truthfully, he has matured within this playoffs right. to a level that he was not playing even in the regular season. Absolutely. I gotta give it to him. And 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 like he said, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. And I said, my guy was trash. He was like big for nothing. He was slow. He was this and he's that. But in 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 his playoffs, he's playing faster ball. He's playing more cerebral. He's knowing when to be where. He's getting rebounds. He's playing with a higher level of effort. So at this point where we are right now in the conference finals, I got to give my guy his respect. Now, if we play them week two, like let's say they win a championship and we they opening game or we they ring ceremony. Bro, you trash. Get off the court. I'm going to talk it until he shows me otherwise. But right now, I'm going to give him his flowers, bro. And if the Lakers, <laughs> Lakers happen to sign him or some whatever, whatever. DeAndre Ayton is the best right. center in the league. <laughs> well, to my pick. Who you got in the West, series, bro? It, it would actually, 
you know, contrary to popular belief, um, it'll be the same team. Uh, mm. Phoenix, I think that if it was a 10-day quarantine for Chris Paul, he'll be back. But also, I love the ball that campaign has been playing. Mm-hmm. Has that dude just not been getting off, bro? Like, campaign. Yeah. He is, like, defensively. He's like a little spider monkey out exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> He's the dog that you want, that intangible dog that you want on your team because you've got institutions such as Devin Booker who's coming into who everybody else in the in the world is realizing who he is and then you got institutions like Chris Paul and then like you mentioned and alluded to you've got DeAndre Ayton's of the world and stuff. So I would like to see Phoenix come out um especially due to the all right, yeah. Here at Carolina Sports, there's also no 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 hateration in the dancery, but in, the in dancery. Jerome's in DJ High Star's mind, there is. So I don't like Paul George, but who does? Yeah, that's what I said. At this I love, point, who does? Listen, other than listen, cats in LA. Physically, excuse me. Physically, as far as his play, I respect everything that he's able to do skill wise and. What pause, what his body can do on the basketball court as like a Ben Simmons or something, right? Like, I respect mm. it. Okay. Right? Ben however, Simmons. However, right. Let's put a pin in that. Okay, Go ahead. Okay. But however, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Paul George, man, because like, he, I think because he, he, I think he caved to the pressure of everything going on mm. and tried to be something that he not. Right. He felt the villain role kind of creeping on guy. him. Yeah. And he, then he wanted to be LeBron in Miami. It. Yeah, bro, you're not LeBron That's in Miami, not you. bro. You're not that guy. I'm um, playoff P. Who gives themselves a listen? <laughs> I'm off that. I'm off that. I want to see the Suns win, and I'll give it. I'll give it five games. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Honestly, if Kawhi doesn't come back, and or if like if Marcus Morris doesn't come back tonight or next game, yeah, they can hang it up. It's it's a sweep, bro, and and they'll get that. And they don't even have Chris Paul. The game they played the other night without Chris Paul, Devin Brooker is stepping up and becoming a there's man. The thing, bro. There's the thing that um, who is okay, because okay, there's my thing. <clears throat> there are a lot of teams right now that have a big man that has dreads. So who is <laughs> so who is the Suns big man with dreads? Not Montrez. He's on the Clippers, correct? He, no, no, Montrez is with us, Lakers. All right. Okay, and then we've got who else we got? Who's on the Clippers? I don't um, even know. Like and then, uh, Crowder, I want to okay. say. Or no. Is he on the Suns? Crowder. Crowder's right? with the Suns. That's who I'm talking about then. Okay, shout out to all the big black brothers with dreads out there that know how to hoop. Because <laughs> we got a lot of them in the league for some reason. And I had dreads first. But, anyways, I just got to get my Soldier Boy stuff out real quick. Seriously. Seriously. I was growing here before y'all was. It was before the pandemic. It was before COVID. Exactly. Before y'all was saying I that. I couldn't get cool. to my barber, so now I'm just going to let I it grow. I was giving it up. Yeah, I was out here. But, anyways, I digress. <laughs> Crowder and campaign. Um, I didn't see Devin Booker speaking on it at all, but they all gave credit to Chris Paul as far as his leadership off the court. And while he's been going through COVID and quarantine, what some of his conversations have been mm-hmm. prior to, mentally to the game, prep exactly. So even that weight of, if you're if you're a coach, imagine that trust. I mean that the relief that you could have when you know that there's one of your players that can deliver and be at the level messages, of another coach, right? And deliver messages like that prior to games and stuff like that to get your your players souped up for a game. 
without you having to infuse none of your, you know what I'm saying? Remember the Titan stuff or whatever in there. Dog, if if our predictions come true, bro, and the Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns match off in the NBA Let's finals. Let's match up. <clears throat> if they match up in the <laughs> NBA finals, bro. Well, you made an awesome point, bro. Think about it. Out of Paul George, mm-hmm. um, Trey Young, of course, Giannis, mm-hmm. and Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, but Chris Paul Chris mainly. Chris Paul more so, yeah. Somebody's getting a ring, bro, for the like, first time. That's gonna it's, it's it's a good thing for the league all the way around. Guarantee wasabi uh, dinner. Guarantee wasabi dinner. That means tears are gonna be everywhere. <laughs> all right. Guarantee wasabi on some Kevin Garnett type status. Anything is possible. Yeah, you're gonna get. Yeah, probably we're gonna get a quotable. Cleveland. I can this see one's that's, for and you. That's what I'm saying. If out of those four, I want to see Chris Paul giving that Listen, something to that, Doris oh, or to whoever, and man. you know, and having his son or whatever with him. That yeah, that yeah. Oh, Chris Paul's gonna four. cry, bro. And like, as much as I'd love to see that for him. I'd love to see Atlanta. Like, I'm going to that parade, bro. If Atlanta wins, bro, it's going to be like that. Can you Wear imagine them going down Peachtree? Wear your mask. Bro, mask, gloves. <laughs> it's Atlanta after all. But anyway, no so shout pin, out to my Atlanta listeners, so unless you're Falcons that you're fans. Putting in, is that a parking lot thing for next week, or uh, will it be too old by next week? No, we're jumping on that right got now, really as a matter quick, of fact. Right? Before we leave the playoffs. We, we got gotta to talk about Game 7 and Casper's performance. So look. And how the Real friendly quick. ghost. You know that. So I don't know. All right. There's a follow me here. There's a group of. OK, there's there's several white entertainers on YouTube and just digitally right out uh-huh. there. You got your Peter Rosenberg's of the world. People have Andrew Schultz of the world or um, Rory from previously from Joe Budden's podcast and Rory and Maul. But there's a guy out there. His name is Adam, 22. Have you heard of him? I have. From California. Uh Do you know his nickname at all? I don't. So they put his picture next to Ben Simmons' picture. Um, Because I I want you to find it out live. I don't want to tell you, but just Google Adam, 22 real quick and see the name of his brand, if you will. Because they put, again, Ben Simmons... Uh, what uh, ex ex boyfriend of who one of the Kardashian Jenners mm-hmm. <laughs> up next to this dude? Okay, Adam twenty two, and they pretty much were saying that they're synonymous. So you oh, want me to spoil boy. it? Or yeah, just... go ahead, just give it to me because <laughs> I I don't see anything on here for him. So, so Adam twenty two is known as No Jumper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> for those <laughs> oh, for those man. of you who may not have known, Mr. Ben Simmons laid an absolute egg in the fourth quarter, and th- and that one was the one that went to uh, overtime too, correct? Yeah. yeah. And so in the fourth quarter in overtime, he had several opportunities to both give layups and shots and jumpers, and even one potential dunk where he passed the ball off to a teammate who ended up getting fouled, and it's just. The lack of attack, the lack of tenacity, or as so often and properly is named that Mamba mentality, really has some worrying, wondering, can he be, including his coach, can he be the point guard necessary for a championship squad? And when, when Doc Rivers was asked that, here's exactly what he had to say. Can still be a point guard for for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um you know, so I don't know the answer to that. 
Translation? <laughs> no. <laughs> in a word, no. Because he, he started off by saying, I, I just don't know. We've, we've got a lot of work to do in the gym, me and him. And when they asked even right. about I, that. I, I heard that. It was like, well, what do you mean by that? He was like, uh, that's, that's, that's between me and him. Basically saying, yo, if this cat don't come back and just like wow me, he's a goner. <laughs> All right. So Ben Simmons. All right, I always start things with an anecdote. I had, used to have a Christian rap group when I was in high school. It's okay. called Two Young Prodigies. Uh-huh, I remember. I was scared. I remember I was some scared. of your performances in the raps. Correct. I was scared, Walking around fearful so of that name because of the word prodigy. Mm-hmm. And not... There's got to be a certain... Exactly. There's a certain point where I feel like a 34-year-old prodigy... At certain <laughs> times, that's not good. I hear so you. it's I like you. Ben Simmons, the prodigy that LeBron said that he was. It's not the fact again that people were tooting him as the next LeBron. No, they, they LeBron and he, like I think LeBron and other people noticed his athleticism mm-hmm. at such an early age and how large he looked on the basketball court. How small he made a basketball court look. Right. Right. With him and Embiid in the same half-court offense, not any kind of pace or fast breaks or anything like that, it makes their court look very small and mm-hmm. very... Um, Intimidating. Not even that, but, like, disruptive. Like, there's no... Like, it's, it's dysfunctional. I got you. It's very messy. It's you go into somebody's house and they got kids and, oh, their kids don't listen to them. Or you go into somebody's <laughs> house and they got kids and you're like... Oh, they kids listen to them. They got a whole toy little chest and everything's everything, put up right, right and all right, of that. Right, yeah, right. but the In other position, people's house. And, right. I got you now. You get to the bro. half court of you. the Sixers and you be like, okay, they're not going far. Because it's either it's either the Ben Simmons or the Joel, Joel and B show. And I think um I had a frat brother, uh, shout out to Big E, Coach Morton. He made a great point and said that Joel and B, you can notice he'll 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 demand the ball at half court whenever he's sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> and it's like, just that's not the flow we're right. going right now. But it's like, no, nah, just my team. Give me the ball. Like, if the Bucks had a Ben Simmons on a team, Giannis is not mm, showing up a, a Ben Simmons. Or Giannis is not even showing up Drew Holiday right now. You know at what I'm all. Saying? He knows facts. <laughs> he knows like there's times when I need to dominate and do my little bully ball, i.e. old LeBron. And there's times where nope, this ain't me, huh? Y'all boy gonna make a play. So what's, what's your word on the no-jumper situation, Mr. No-Jumper? First of all, I love your analogy, and there is absolute discombobulation with the two of them on the court out there. So I see that. <sighs> it went from my guy, oh, he hasn't come, like, first, what, two and a half seasons in the league? He didn't even That's attempt a three-pointer? Prodigy is such a dangerous thing because <sighs> his his strengths overshadowed his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and in all honesty, even his shortened one season at LSU, we truly didn't get to see what he was capable exactly. of and who he was exactly. even there because it was shortened. And so the the athleticism and the hype, if you would, he's Zion without the execution to a lot of extent. Do you give Markel Fultz any blame? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I Yo, just wanted Philly to mention been, him. I just wanted to mention listen. him in this combo. Because <laughs> to me, it's like, all right, Ben Simmons came in to save the day or to – uh, remedy any of that, perhaps, and or whatever. Exactly. And now you, <sighs> you it's kind of like you see what he was going through in the city almost, you know? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Philly in the process, they're talking about trust the process. 
Y'all might need it's a, a new process. process <laughs> it's a tough process. We didn't see Joel and B crying about three years in a row. Uh, this year, oh, and this year he was full crybaby. He went blaming mm-hmm. refs. Mm-hmm. He went all the way out just like. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. He seems uh, as one of the most coachable big men from okay. a distance because of his like long distance love hate relationship with Shaq, where everything that Shaq's kind of told him this year, he, he put it into practice. He did, but absolutely. He'll do it, and it might be in a regular season, right? Perform, great, get a great, great performance. And then we might not see that for another week and a half or two weeks or something like that. Or living off of the you, fact that I did. Well, I told you, right. I showed you, or I can do it. Or you might have a streak of two games that you do that, and then five games you might be quiet a little or something. So it was just the inconsistency. I'm a lot with Embiid. So, and I think that was part of the reason that they actually brought Doc in this year. And so to see him make the improvements, do you think it's more of a Doc program, or if we just had to let's put our Philly GM hats on? What do you do? Do you did get you rid see of Josh Smith? Mm. Did you? Mm-mm. Josh Smith was allowed to retired or whatever. No contract, Josh Smith. I don't know when they get older like that and they just don't get a contract, what you call them. But mm-hmm. uh, former NBA player Josh Smith, a former NBA Hawks, I mean, Atlanta Hawks, he was he was, he was was giving Doc Rivers uh, the work. He was saying, look, man, because you talked about PG, man. You try to talk right, about it. Right, right, right. And you right. know that the players, they always come with extra spice because they know something behind the scenes that we don't know. Exactly. They like know they're the confident inside. in their trash talking. Oh, he was confident in his trash talking toward Doc Rivers. Mm. Yeah. So if you're the GM of the of the Philadelphia 76ers, are you getting rid of Doc? Are you trading um, Simmons? Are you trading Embiid? If you are the, the, the GM and there's one move you got to make to make your team better next year, what is it? I... I might test and see what value is out there for Ben Simmons, what what people mm-hmm. are willing to give up. Um, young guy that's uh, playing out here in in Charlotte and a uh, young guy playing out there in L.A. that are both attractive uh, prospects as far as young Mikey and young Bronny. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to lose a <laughs> uh, um, 10-year prodigy in Ben Simmons. No disrespect, bro, but I have yeah. to paint that picture again. It is what it is, you right. know. Yeah, if you, a 10-year prodigy versus maybe bringing in someone. Think of, you know, when, you, when you're the GM or the head coach or something like that and you see that and you've been, quote-unquote, trusting the process and then you see somebody perform like a Trey Young, you're going to look at Ben Simmons like, yo! Or you see somebody like a John Morant, you go look at or or even a Lonzo Ball. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, my brother. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Rookie or his brother? Year. Yeah. Um, I said, said Lonzo. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mellow. You see somebody like Mellow Ball. Like, excuse me. I you know shout out to Lonzo, but somebody like Mellow Ball came in aggressive his first yeah, year. Thing. Yeah. You look at you look at down the bench like, bruh. I could have this guy. Ben Simmons, <laughs> like, yo, come on, what's going on, bro? Then I've even seen all season work where the jump is wet. It's right. about the aggression. <laughs> and that's the thing. He needs to see a sports psychologist because there is some type of I've mental block. It. I've gone through that in competitive sports. I think everybody has at some point where you get that wall and it's like, okay, what next? Almost your teammates look at you like, bruh, bro, come did on. Did you see the play where he's under the basket? Yeah, and he wouldn't fit. Bro, that was an easy yam, bro. You like seven foot 12. Come on, man. So what, what we'll keep an eye on Mr. Ben Simmons and see what happens out in Philly Adam next 22. year. 22. Shout out to uh, No Jumper. (laughs) Yeah, this time we're going to move forward. It is time for Quick Hits. 
We just give a couple of uh, that seems you like chopped it's on and screwed. Repeat. Yeah, chopped and screwed. It's the time for quick hits. All right, so as we move forward, this is the segment where we talk about a couple of headlines, get some quick reactions to them, and move forward. First up, we've got some names that we're going to put out here: Shikari Richardson, Queen, Simone Manuel, Queen, Simone Biles, Queen, Alice Deering, Queens, the Olympics, y'all. It's been fully melanated and vaccinated and just about to go down out here, bro. Melanated and vaccinated. <laughs> Listen, they're going to Japan. They're going to need it, bro. It's, shout out to them. But, yeah, we're not going to get into that. We are going to get into how these women are dominating their sports and giving not only just the U.S., but the world some Absolutely. amazing feats to behold. Beautiful, beautiful and we are excited about it. What are your thoughts, bro? Um, if I all right, I'm gonna give some transparent thoughts as a black man first, if I can, post Juneteenth. I'll Do keep it. it very PC for you and non FCC yeah. regulations or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> as a black man, seeing our women portrayed in a different light outside of the twerk industry or the twerk community uh-huh. and the 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 big booty and big boobies community and the whole uh um, sexualization of voluptuous yeah, exactly yeah. you said it put it on the head the sexualization of our women but the the excellence the that our women possess now let's not get it twisted in other industries science politics whatever we still mm-hmm. dominate as far as black women they still dominate but to see their ascension in the arena of sports um especially with so we've had a course that, again, I always allude back to to the COVID year as a year to prepare, if you will, mm-hmm. if you're in um, certain industries. So sports and entertainment, definitely. You're going to see the product of your preparation on the outside of the uh, of the pandemic, if you will, or at the end of the pandemic when everybody starts coming outside and stuff starts getting normalized. Mm-hmm. We're going to see the product or the results of people's what preparation. Exactly. And coming out, first of all, Shikari Richardson Bruh, I'll be frank and I'll be honest with y'all. You know, I was naive to the whole thing. Honestly, when when trials normally come around, I'm just not that. I'm just not um, in in like I'm just not engulfed with sports like that. Where as soon as the trials or something like that comes out, I'm aware and right. I got it on and I'm glued. But I looked on my social media, dog. And I seen that girls. It looked probably like I'm be frank. It looked like about a. It, it, Fifteen hundred dollar weave, you know what I mean? <laughs> Nine hundred thousand dollar weave, <laughs> kept. Shorty had the tattoos on her arm, the but nails, I, and then even the some lashes. of the replays that I saw when she pointing on some Usain Bolt stuff, mm, pointing at the clock scary. like y'all see the time. Scary. I need thirty meters from the finish line, and she's pointing scary. like you see the sign. And then of course the tear jerking moment. At the end, finding out her mother, her natural mother, had passed and all that. Oh, see, I didn't, I don't know the story behind her running to her grandmother. Please share okay. that part with me. But I, I'm just saying, when I the optic of that. But go ahead. So her, 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 she had just found out two days before that that her natural mother had passed away. Her grandmother was the one who had raised her, and so she okay. was going through a lot emotionally with just kind of dealing with the loss of a natural mother and then the appreciation mm. of her, the family that raised her and everything. And she mm. she was very emotional. They did an interview afterwards, and she was like, nobody knows what I go through. Y'all see me out here, and y'all talk about the way I look and everything, but y'all don't know the life I live, the preparation and the work I put in. So to come out here and to perform the way I did, 
Like, she was broken up about it, bro. And, mm-hmm. and so shout out to her. And just like you said, all that prep work that people have been putting in all this time throughout the pandemic and throughout everything else, it is going to be evident. And it is amazing and a good sight to see that these women of excellence, all down to Simone Biles being one of, not one of, being the GOAT greatest gymnast of all time, is it's just a good thing to see. So mm-hmm. as we move forward in quick hits, Mr. Carl Nassib of the now Las Vegas Raiders comes out as the first openly gay member of the N or first active gay member of the NFL. Your thoughts? <laughs> Where Michael saying that when you need it? <laughs> <sighs> so for me, I, I, and, and I've actually gotten it, and I know this is quick hit, so I'll make it quickly, uh, not as long as it's going to be. But uh, I, I got into it with some guys on Facebook in one of the sports groups because, you know, Shout out to Facebook people because they want to be thugs when they don't know you. But I was like, why is this I'm, even I'm a story? I'm sorry to cut you up. Thank you, bro. Why are we have? Why as Americans do we have revisionist history, bro? We act like slavery didn't exist sometimes. All right, they act like they didn't burn down Tulsa. Like, why are we? It's like, bro, this isn't a thing. I get it. That okay, from your perspective, and because we talked off here, I know you saying. That Michael Sam was the first one, um, and <laughs> it's, then, it's a little bit, and it's a little bit more layered than that. Yeah, for me, it's like this. I understand why Michael Sam. Some say that oh, he was gay, and that's why they kicked him out of out of the league and everything. At the end of the day, Michael Sam wasn't. If he had not announced that he was gay, he was not he going was not to be drafted. Make a, make a roster. He wasn't going to be drafted. Let oh alone, yeah, no, correct, correct. He might have gotten signed as correct. a free agent pickup and given a chance, mm-hmm. but he likely wouldn't have made a team. Exactly. The only reason that he was Got drafted, drafted was of because that. of that announcement and marketing. That's let's the get marketing. To it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. That's the first. Brandon thing. wants the entertaining room. Let's get to the it. <laughs> the second thing for me is the fact that. Your personal life and your decisions are your decisions. It does not have anything to do with football. It does not have anything to do with your performance. It doesn't have anything to do with what I care about happening with the Raiders. Because at the end of the day, they're going to suck anyway. Cliff, let's slow down, though. Okay, shoot. Let's go. Tell me why I'm wrong. That's very ambiguous. What's that? Your statement you just made. That it has nothing to do with football? You said your personal Mm, decisions. Your personal Sexual decisions in that instance. All right, because you got a Riley Cooper that might be at some random tailgate and listening to Kenny Chestnut and Blast firing off, off whatever he's doing. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm just saying. It, but it, even to but an we extent. we could be across the board. If you want to that, have that honestly, stance, then fine. That's where I sit. So you'll me, want a Riley Cooper on the Panthers if he can contribute and give and help us get a Super Bowl. If he give bringing that ring, bro. As much as he called do it. it. <laughs> you can drop some N-bombs all you want at the Kenny Chesney no, concert. Man, I just no. don't want to hear about it, no bro. No offense, Kenny Chesney. I'm not trying to push you out there <laughs> like that, bro. It just made the most sense. <laughs> but no, I all have right. no... No problem with that. I don't care what you do in your own, as long as it don't affect your performance. And that's even the way I feel like in my professional life, like working. When I'm on my job, everybody got their lives. What I do in my personal life does not affect my responsibilities. It doesn't respect my uh, affect my performance in this office setting. Well, so it don't matter. Uh, indeed, let's slow down. Let's slow down with it. Okay, go. Um, NBA, uh-huh. NFL, mm-hmm. billion dollar industries, correct? Facts. Your jobs, your former jobs, uh-huh. million dollar, thousand dollar industry. <laughs> Shout out to the thousand dollar industries out there. Move forward, whatever you need us first. But, um, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely different levels, right? So the level of PR and marketing. Again, let's go back to that. So again, I'm, my 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 scarier thought process is: okay, five six years ago, we just went through this. 
or seven years, however long, because I don't even want to date myself because it's going to show us. I think it's been more than seven years with Michael Sam. But Michael Sam comes. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look. <laughs> All right, he comes mm-hmm. and then pause. And then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> no, don't pause. Don't literally pause. But um, are we still live? Yes, very okay. much. Okay. And then. Wow, seven years on the head. Make, 2014. After he doesn't make a roster. And this guy comes, Nasib. Like, so Nasib's been in the league. Yeah. All right, give me some info on Nasib then. So Carl Nassib is a, a defensive end, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he and this is coming out party, honey. <laughs> he's. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just in, the ignorant one, y'all. Um, in his, um, I guess coming out, he says, "I hope that we get to a point." In sports where this isn't necessary, I honestly felt like it wasn't necessary. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We're at that point, Carl. <laughs> We've been here. Nobody cares. Like, like that's the thing. I think that Michael Sam showed us, and also that uh, the Collins twins showed us mm-hmm. in the NBA. Nobody cares, especially like, if you're trash. Now, and and I have. <laughs> <laughs> like if you suck, Paul, stay home. Yo, you're good. Like you're literally, not, but, I do not care if you're not helping any team win, bro. And, and and my thing is this: I don't care who you kiss, bro. Come, like I've got my views, my thoughts, but that's my views and my thoughts. Come win. Come I honestly perform, bro. have started as the years have gone on, and we're dealing with a 24 hour sports cycle, and they have like the right after the post game um, interviews or in the locker room with the players and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've started to think that way more NFL players is gay and, and NBA players. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, just because, uh, like, just, look, that locker room talk, whatever. You know what I mean? You be seeing a lot of the jokes and stuff that's made in the locker room, whatever. I, I, yeah. It is what it is. And, again, if the boy's winning, go play ball, bro. But yeah, to some, it, they I look. I hope Carl Nassib performs this year, bro. Pause. I do too, honestly, because at the end of the day, if he doesn't, there's going to be an uproar. And I, and I get it to an extent, because I had, had even one young lady who said, well, it's the same thing as when black athletes are the first to do certain things. But that's not a choice. And, and we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but like you said, I hope for his sake that he comes out and is able to perform to that's the level on the field that he has um, up until this point. So as we move forward, we'll get to our last segment of the episode, our nothing to do with sports. Uh, we're going to turn it over to you, DJ Highstar, and we got to go ahead and get you some uh, intro music for that. So we'll make sure we make that shaking for next week. Nothing to do with sports. <laughs> nothing to do with sports. Nothing to do with sports. Uh-huh. Nothing to do with yeah. sports. And then I could bring, I could... Call in a favor or two and try to... It's home! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> shout out. Nothing to do with sports this week. Um, uh-huh. Shemaine Man, DJ High Star. And I just wanted to give flowers right now and put a spotlight on... Um, let's go ahead and preface this real quick. Cliff, mm-hmm. Big Cliff is a movie watcher, guys. Movie guy. <laughs> Me, myself, I love movies, but I'm more of a series guy i like to binge watch series and tv shows so wanted to spotlight one of my new tv shows that's on showtime that i've been watching flatbush misdemeanors um the show itself it's it's two um writers slash i guess um they're comedians or struggling comedians up in new york like literally in real life Mm -hmm. and struck a deal with showtime was able to do their thing and, and get a deal so it's pretty much about two guys, random friends, out in Flatbush, Brooklyn, just going through the woes of life. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to How to Make It in America. Um, I think that was on HBO. 
um, and he gives you an Atlanta type of dry humor type of vibe. But I love it. The cameos on there or the the cast itself is very recognizable. So you got um, my man Wee Baby or Hassan Campbell from The Wire that's on there. And it, it's just an awesome show. Um, shout out to the show. And uh, really, I'm only shouting you guys out because I'm allowed this time by Big Cliff. So uh, <laughs> it's nothing else to do with sports. Uh, I will say this before we close it out. Uh, my guy is is one for one because he put me on the Showtime uh, drama Your Honor. That's right. So that's two for two. So now you are two for two because I checked out the first episode along with my do it or latest episode, I would assume. Um, and Snowfall, it's like Snowfall. Um, Did you get that from me? I don't watch Snowfall. Right. Have you started at all? Or? I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. No, no. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Big facts. But I, I will say the two that I've gotten from you that I actually like would watch. I have watched, and they're both like, and we're that. drawn. You were drawn in right off the instantly, <laughs> like just like, watching what's it, this? Yeah. right? Yeah, and then he started putting it on. I was like, okay, okay, and then he goes to turn. I was like, whoa, hold up, bro, what you doing? Yeah, we're watching this now, and so nah, it's like that. And give him a title one more time in the in the network. Uh, it's it's called Flatbush Misdemeanors, and it's uh, airs on Showtime. Uh, on Sunday evenings, I believe. Okay, we might have to see about getting them on past the remote uh, another Crux Media show. To go ahead and oh, check yeah. it out, yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah and, and I, I still listen. There. Shout out Pastor Remote. I still got to come out there and um and show y'all some love. Yeah, they like that. I got to make my I got to make my rounds. I guess my little uh, carousel. Yeah, our Crux Media circuit. And if you're not listening to some of the other shows on Crux Media, man, you are definitely missing out. We here at Carolina Sports Talk definitely appreciate you listening. But we've got a lot of shows. If you're looking for music, we got the Music Jones. We got a whole lot of different shows. No matter what it is you're looking for, so make sure you check us out all across the Crux Media family of podcasts. Well, that's going to do us for another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. DJ Highstar, you got anything for the people, bro? Yes. Follow me at DJ underscore Highstar on Instagram. And just, uh, you know, stay tuned to my mixes and the Trivia Tuesday we drop and the different content that we're dropping on there. Shout out to all of the Carolina sports talkers and the water bugs out there. And the water bugs. And as always, this has been Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.line. Make sure you show some love to the Instagram page at Carolina Sports Talk. Until next time, peace.